personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lieb. You ever like really need to go to the bathroom and you run into the bathroom, like you run in, the doors open and you just run on in and you go in and you do your thing. You're reading your news as you're reading your news. You're just reading because I don't know, that's when I do my social media and it's my throne and I'm going back and forth. I'm, I can't believe that the election's not over yet. We'll talk about that in a second. But so I, I'm doing my thing. I'm done. And I go to use the toilet paper. And my wife, Lauren, who's sitting right here, what she does <laughs> is she she takes every little piece off of the roll. So there's like a roll left and it's there. It's there. And there's like three scrapes of toilet paper left. And I have to figure out how to maneuver to get another roll, which is, by the way, in the bathroom, but you have to be standing up to get... Do you have a spouse like this? Because... This is the Leapcast people. These are the things that I am thinking about. We're prepping to go on the radio and I needed to go. And like I said, I get my best thinking done on the throne. Oh and my goodness. When I was Andrew. in college, we even had the squishy, the squishy toilet seat. Do you remember the squishy one? That was from like the eighties, but am I me and my, my roommates oh, got you had that? The cracks in the leather all oh, the time. Oh, it was so comfortable. I we should really get one of I I miss those seats so much. Some of them had that carpet too. Oh, the, the carpet. Lids. Yeah. I remember the lid carpet, but it, you never knew what, like how you would vacuum the lid carpet. But I guess with these days, when you have the Dyson, you can pick it up and you can vacuum the lid carpet because- Yeah, but when it was in the 80s and the 90s, when they had the lid carpet, they didn't have those quick sharks or Dysons. So isn't the rule for getting her carpet schmarpet thingamabobby, when you finish the roll, you change the roll. Let's just repeat that one more time. Finish the roll, change the, Lauren, Lauren. And not only <laughs> shall we change the roll, the paper needs to come off the top. She makes the paper come from the bottom sometime. Paper should come from the bottom. Oh my God, it ruins my whole, so I'm- And in and, my defense, stop putting a shelf in your bathroom that's taller than me. How get, am I supposed to get the toilet paper? A step stool. Everyone knows about the step stool. Lauren. And more importantly, more importantly, I spent so much time, I was in such deep thought and, and on, on my throne. And I had this whole show planned out and I, I was really excited. I was going to, and, and I'll tell you what happened is that now I've spent so much time figuring out how to get the toilet paper and stand up and get a new roll without like smudging. And I don't want to smudge, you know, when you stand in your smudge, I wanted to, I wanted, and I wanted to do this. And I just want you to know that I am now at a loss at the show. So I, I, anyway, it's a good thing for the Trump because I always say to myself, when I don't know what to talk about, I just followed the Trump. And this, it's true. He, he is like the news machine, the news machine, Donald J. Trump slash news machine. This guy, like- I, brilliant I, at creating news. I am so, Donald, you're going to have to do something to me if your voter fraud things don't work out because I don't know what I'm going to do. It's amazing how I pride myself on an independent news show where we talk about how current events affect business and real estate. And somehow this president maneuvers him his way into all my shows. Even me using the toilet reminds me of the Trump. So anyway, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I thought that the Tuesday, the election day, I thought maybe I was dumb. I thought that's when we voted. But it turns out. No, we did vote. Well, we voted and all the votes had to be in by that day, I think, although there's a lawsuit. I don't, did you see this lawsuit? If whether they were 
postmarked before the date of election day or whether they were received. And what the courts have said, the Supreme Court actually said it to just keep them in separate batches and until they decide the ultimate lawsuit. But what they think is that if it's insignificant in the outcome, I doubt they're going to go there. But anyway, I just want to know stability. And I'm thinking to myself, in business, in real estate, when you don't have stability, when everything's in flux, it's bad for business. It's bad for real estate. Like, how Absolutely. Do you- and everybody, I call it, they're OCDing about this. I mean, every single news channel, every single website, it's all talking about what's going to happen. So how can you do anything in life? How do you get anything done? You know what we should do? We should call him an influencer. That's what Trump is. He's an influencer. He's a top influencer. And so no one's able to do business like because we don't know is Biden's policy is going to come in. I don't know if you saw Pompeo said they're preparing for a second Trump term. He's, he said that Pompeo said that. And people don't. So I, I was looking around because I wanted to know when I was going to get some stability in my life. And I found this great article and the headline might be off-putting to some people. But in the article itself, it said something fabulous. Here's what the headline was. It was presidential transition stonewalled by Trump administration. It was by Chelsea Stahl over at NBC News. And you might be going, this is going to be a politically charged article because it's saying that Trump's stonewalling. But that's not what I got out of it. She had, well, I thought was so interesting is she had five dates in there. She mapped this. Chelsea did this. And she told us what we can expect, Lauren. Okay, so for anybody listening that are saying, I can't hear right wing, left wing, this is no wing, this is just dates. Yes, this is just dates. That's what I just said. This is just dates. First, she has to take all my toilet paper. Now she has to repeat what I say and just come. Just clarifying. I'm feeling nagged on the radio now. This is just dates. Like, yes, this is just dates. I'm going to give you some dates. It's not just dates. It's dates and what happens on these dates. Here, ready? Listen, Lauren. Just listen. December 8th is the next date we should care about. Did you know that? December 8th is the next date we should care about. That is the deadline for resolving state election disputes. That's recounts, court contests. So anyone who's sitting here and going, is Trump going to win on voter fraud? Is Biden going to win the election? What's going to happen? I don't know if you see, there's rallies still going on. There's still donations to the Trump campaign, even though it has been called by all the major news networks. And when they say called, what they're doing is they're not saying what their opinion is. They're saying what the statistics show. And they're saying it's so significant that it's almost impossible by math that anything else is going to happen. But Trump's alleging fraud and he's alleging fraud. But guess what? December 8th, all that needs to be done. So I've now, after I read this article by Chelsea Stahl, I said to myself, I can make it to December 8th. And December 8th, I'm going to have some clarity. But then I kept reading. And Chelsea says there's another date, December 14th. And that's the date we have the electoral college votes. But what was interesting in Chelsea's article, I thought this was interesting. Again, these are facts. You said it's just dates, not just dates, but it's just facts. This is the key word I got, Lauren. Chelsea says 33 states in the District of Columbia have laws and regulations that say the popular vote in their state gets their electors. And I said to myself in math, We don't just have 33 states, though. So what about the other ones? Chelsea didn't tell us about the other ones. Chelsea, I'm anxious, and I can't go to the toilet anymore because I don't have my toilet paper. I'm anxious, Chelsea. (laughs) But if Chelsea doesn't give me an answer, if Chelsea doesn't give me an answer, Chelsea tells me there's another date. On December 23rd, That's the date that all the votes, the deadline for the officials from government, there's all these different officials that need to get it, get the electoral college votes. 
And I said, oh, I could deal with that. And then January 6th is the next date. January 6th. I got another date. I got I another date. I can't wait till January. Well, January 6th is a very important date. And that's when there's a joint session of the House and the Senate. And they count the votes. And you need 270 votes to win. And what we're concerned about is in between December 8th, which I think is the most important day because we're going to stop having these lawsuits back and forth. And we're going to stop. That's what it says. It says you have to resolve the issues in the states by December 8th. Between December 8th and January 6th, when the House and the Senate have a joint committee, we're going to find out if there's these things called rogue electorates. I don't know if you've heard of these rogue people, but these rogue people, can what they can do is they can go against how their state voted. And it says that they could have penalties and they could be penalized for doing these things. Bad things could happen to these electorates. But in today's world, some people think that they want to put themselves over what they're instructed to do, meaning their personal beliefs. They believe someone should win. Maybe they'll be a rogue. I don't know if you remember last time when it was Trump versus Hillary, all the Democrats, the, the Dems, you know what the Dems were saying? They were saying, come on, rogue electorates, save us. Maybe the rogue electorates would save us. So now the Trumpers are saying rogue electors, these rogue electorates, they're famous people, I guess. They're very important. Anyway, anyway, I read Karl Rove. I always say to myself, Carl Rove, I don't know if you remember him from the Bush administration, Carl Rove was the mastermind of political maneuvering under George Bush. Uh, uh, so I read him in the Wall Street Journal, and here's what Carl had to say, and I thought this was interesting. To win, Mr. Trump must prove systematic fraud. With illegal votes in the tens of thousands, there is no evidence of that so far. Unless someone emerges quickly, unless some emerges quickly, the president's chances in court will decline precipitously when states start certifying results. And remember, I told you they start certifying the results in that December. And I, I said to myself, I'm just not going to believe Karl Rove. I'm not going to just, he, why would you just believe Karl Rove? The Trump says there's fraud. Trump says there's fraud. I go on Fox. Well, you, you can't go on Fox anymore. Trump no, says Fox is no good. Not as of Thursday. What are we supposed to get our news, Lauren? Where do we get our news? Well, apparently, according to Trump, we're supposed to go to Newsmax. Because Fox is liar, liar, pants on fire. The the, the Fox called, what was it, Arizona the wrong way? According to the Trump. And so you, you got to go to Newsmax because there's fraud. Because his friend owns Newsmax. We don't even need to go there. What I did, though, is I didn't want to go to Newsmax. I, I, don't, I don't care what Newsmax says, and I don't care what Fox says, and I don't care what MB, MSNBC says or CNN says for all you people being like, well, that's just because you don't like conservative voices. It's not. That's, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I like what's called primary sources, meaning I like to go to the facts. So I looked up. The lawsuits. I thought that was kind of, of interesting. I, I wanted to go. I wanted to go read it. And if you go to Democracy Docket, Democracy Docket, you can find the petitions about voter fraud. So I thought you should read the petitions. And not only can you find the petitions, you can find the briefs and support, the responses from the other side, and the best part, the transcript from the court case. So one of the Biggest ones is this Montgomery County in Pennsylvania because, you know, Pennsylvania has 20 electoral college votes. And Montgomery County, that was one of the places that the, the Republicans were saying 
Hey, there was voter fraud, massive voter fraud. I don't know if you saw the the press secretary the other day. She was holding a whole stack of – I attacked her on Twitter. I don't know if anyone saw me attack her on Twitter. But she said that – she said that she had affidavits sworn under the penalty of perjury. And I pointed out to her that there's more than one penalty of perjury. So it's penalties of perjury. And she also said they were filed – under the penalties of perjury. And I explained to her that you actually swear under the penalty of perjury, the penalties of perjury, not file. I didn't say whether she said was right or wrong, but you should know that you actually swear on the penalties of perjury. You don't file anything under penalties of perjury. So I just thought we should get the right words going. So anyway, she showed, she showed a whole stack of papers that she said, these are affidavits of voter fraud. So again, I read the transcript of the oral arguments before the judge from Montgomery County. I thought this was good stuff. I'm going to read it to you. And here's what the court says. I just want to read it. I understand. I am asking you a specific question and I am looking for a specific answer. I like this judge. That's what I like. Specific questions and specific answers. Here's the specific question. Ready? Are you claiming that there is any fraud in connection with these 592 disputed ballots? Then Mr. Goldstein, who's the person who's advocating for voter fraud, this is, he's made this filing, Mr. Goldstein, for voter fraud, this is what he says back, very eloquently, to my knowledge at present, no. And then the court says, he goes, the court gives him a second chance, they give him a second chance at the apple. Here's what they say. Are you claiming that there is any undue or improper influence upon the elector with respect to these 592 ballots? And here's what Mr. Goldstein says. He, he eloquently, this is what he says back, the guy that's saying that there's voter fraud. To my knowledge, at present, no. Okay, so if he's saying that there's voter fraud and then he's in court, what happens if he lied in court? So first of all, the attorney, if you lie in court, could be committing, what, what's that word we just used again? The penalties of perjury. So if you're lying in court, you perjurious. That means giving a false statement, a sworn statement. But beyond that, he's an officer of the court. He can have ethical violations. He could be in contempt of court. There could be all sorts of... Could he lose his license? Um, I think it depends on the jurisdiction because there's different ethics rules per the jurisdiction. But I'd highly recommend against lying to a judge because forgetting losing your license they have these bailiffs right over there that put you in jail if the judge don't like you like there's contempt and like it's bad for business the day is to not lie in court yeah i I would recommend (laughs) highly against lying in court i think that's a big a big 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 loser i think that you shouldn't do that so i've been trying to uncover this is the question i think this is what you're saying you're saying they saying all over the news on the twitter they're saying on the parlor. We, we, we're, we're getting on the parlor. We're going to talk. We'll, ab- we'll talk about that later. Yeah. We, we're, 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 <laughs> well, I, I learned that you got to get on the parlor. So I'm trying to get on the parlor. And that's something I'm very interested in right now. So I, I am going to tell you that we're, we're learning all about this type of thing. And so we're trying to find out on the Twitter, on the parlor, on the Facebook. I even tried MySpace, although apparently MySpace is now just all music. It's not. It's been all music for like 15 years. I, I'm not cool. But okay. so I, I checked this out. I'm trying to find out where Trump's going with this. What's the end game? Like, what is the point of doing all this stuff if when he, he's on the Twitter, he's on. Well, and he's he, saying he wants a 2024 re, He wants to run again. So maybe he's going to run again. But why does he want to run again? Like right now he's, what is he, 74? Yeah. So he's well, going to be 78, a billionaire Biden's at 78. Age. 
I don't know. I don't know why Biden's running. I don't know why Trump's running. I read somewhere that they're both older now than Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton, remember when he was president? Like how many years ago? <laughs> like I don't understand. Like I want to retire right now and I'm 39. Like how do these people want to work? Like anyway, not the point. So I'm trying to figure out what he's trying to do. And some people are arguing he's raising money and they're saying when you raise when he's raising money, a lot of the money, if it's under a certain amount, isn't going to um, the fight the voter fraud. It's actually going to his campaign and where he's going to put the money. And you're saying that maybe he's doing it because he wants to run for office again. I don't know if you saw Trump just said that the head of the Republican National Committee should stay the head of the Republican National Committee. But so I'm trying to find out. And I, ding, 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 ding. I found it. I know what Trump's doing. I Well, I don't know. This person from Axios knows, Mike Allen. He writes, one big thing, scoop, Trump eyes digital empire to wreck Fox. Ooh. So I've been trying to figure out, I want you to know why he's doing all this. Why is he making this whole mess? What is going on here? What is Trump's endgame on all of this? And yes, it might be able to run for office again. It might be able to get money for his campaign and to do other things and to be influential and to matter and to do all those things. But it was really weird. I don't know if you've noticed right after the election, you started hearing how terrible Fox was. Right after. Yes, but right before, Fox was the only news station that would report the news according to Trump. The only true one. Uh, and conservatives everywhere, Republicans, they were all about Fox. And then like right after the election, well, we started hearing about Newsmax. And then Twitter. Like, I don't know how Trump would have won his first term without Twitter. Like, Twitter is his, like, his best friend. Like, he tweets more than I breathe. He tweets at, like, 3 in the morning, at 4 in the morning, at 5 in the morning. Is he tweeting, or does he have a social media No, it's him. It's him. The guy loves the Twittering. And so he tweets and tweets and tweets and tweets. But then all of a sudden... Right when the election happened, I started hearing about Parler. Like, don't misunderstand. I know Parler has millions of people and it's been going on for a little more. But all of a sudden on Facebook, every day you'd see people, here's my Parler handle. If you want to have free speech, change here. And I started well, wondering. After the election, I just had a mass amount of my whole wall was I'm leaving Facebook. I'm going to Parler. And so what I wanted to know is, why is that happening? How is that happening? What's the point? What is going on? And this axios is Mike Allen is telling us, and I don't know if you remember, there was talk from Donald Trump Jr. when he was running originally that they wanted to create their own media network. And I'm telling you right now that Mike Allen, I agree with you. Trump is going to take on Fox. That's his whole plan. What we're going to see in the coming years is the Trump news channel. Now on the same note, Trump did some planes and they didn't work out so well. And there were some casinos that didn't work out so well. So I don't know how successful, like you, you think to yourself, well, he could go do it. But at the end of the day, the empire, the Murdoch empire, like they control the daily news, the, the Murdoch empire, they control newspapers around the world. The Murdoch empire, they're no joke. Like you could like or not like Fox, but he's not taking on some like school child. Like, no. like I, I, I don't know about you. Deal. Like Trump, I'm going to warn you here. And this isn't me. I don't work for Murdoch. I don't care. But I'm just telling you that it's one thing to take on people that can't handle you, but you're good on the Twitter. It's like taking on 
all the social media companies at the same time. Like you're great at making enemies out of, out of the news, but Murdoch, he's no joke. And I'm not the hugest fan of the Murdochs. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not against them. I'm not for them. I don't really know them, but I'm not like, like there's people like I read Bloomberg and I'm just like this guy, how he could realize that he should create a terminal to give instant financial information about the markets and create the Bloomberg terminal is the most amazing person so in the world. Brilliant. So brilliant. I, 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 I'm so impressed because it's not just a gimmick, but when it comes to spin and gimmicks, Murdoch's. These people figured out how to create a counterculture and challenge all of news and make it into info war between, not info wars, but info war between mainstream media and themselves. And they became the number one newspaper. And I don't know if you saw Murdoch's response in the Axios thing, no, not Murdoch, but not. someone who, one of his top lieutenants said something along the lines, we love competition. We've been number one forever. <laughs> good luck with that he didn't say forever but it was like he was like the dates that they were number one so it was like good luck to that so i just want you all to know circle on your calendars do me a solid december 8th and why do we have to circle december 8th because that's when this noise is gonna stop and if you like trump and his brand of politics i got great news for you he's gonna have a media empire i'm pretty confident about this i don't know if it's gonna wreck Fox or just take part of Fox viewership. Just add to another bucket of people watching. I don't know. Maybe it's a new conversation. Maybe, maybe it'll take out parlor. I don't know. I don't know what the future is, but that's where we're going to see it. But whichever news you listen to, whichever news you listen to, I want you to listen to this. COVID hasn't went anywhere. And all news channels need to realize that as of November 10th, COVID is on the uptick in New York. We're up to 3,900 cases. We were down to 557 new cases on September 8th. We're up to 3,900 new cases, and that's climbing up to the 12,000 that we had back in April. The U.S., November 1st, 76,000 cases. November 2nd, 86,000 cases. November 3rd, 91,000 cases. November 4th, 104,000 cases. November 5th, 121,000. Oh, November 11th, 148,000. It's climbing. Math, everybody. So if you listen to Fox, you listen to MSNBC, you listen to CNN, you listen to the people on Parler, you listen to the Trump news empire media magnet, Trump galore in gold. Why don't we just listen to the scientists? And what they're telling us over at the CDC is that masks work. And you might be going to yourself, my New Yorkers are all going, King Cuomo, he says I can't have more than 10 people in my Thanksgiving. Like, whatever, have 12 people, but realize when you're putting anyone, if you have one person at your Thanksgiving, you're exposing them to contamination and they're exposing you to contamination. And I have no problem with you having 50 people at your Thanksgiving and breaking the law all by you are breaking the law. What I have a problem with is you denying that it's a risk. It's a risk. It's definitely a risk. And Cuomo's number of 10 is arbitrary. I'm sure it's a compromise. I'm sure some people are saying, and I don't know if you saw the doctors have been saying, doing curfews at 10 o'clock doesn't do bupkis. Like we need to have much more severe closings. And then the business people are going, well, I need to make money. You can't shut me down. So no matter if you're going to listen to the Trump, you're going to listen to Biden, you're going to listen to MSNBC, you're going to listen to Fox News, you're going to listen to Parler or Facebook. I want you to listen to Lieb thanksgiving's coming i know you're going to buy your turkey and the cranberry i know you're getting ready to have a celebration 
It's fine to take risks in life. It's not fine to pretend they're not risks. When you listen to the Leib, you live in reality. This is the Leibcast. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Find us on social media at Listen to Leib or visit listentoleib.com. 